Hey guys, it's Dennis here for the Revog Games podcast. I'm joined by Joshua Veyers, all the way in South Africa. Did you just tell me before uh, we got on that you had to uh, buy some buy some electricity? Yeah, we. Um, that's just normal in South Africa. Like you, that's the way it works. You have like a little thing in your house. You got to you you buy the code. You got to punch uh -huh. the number in, and then you get electricity. What if you don't have electricity <laughs> to buy the electricity? Oh, oh, well, no, you can, you go, you can go in store. I did it on my uh, cell phone, but you can usually go like to a grocery store or like a Seven Eleven, like most, like most, yeah, most Seven Elevens corner stores. You can pretty much get it anywhere, you know. So they don't but, charge yeah, I mean, you like at the end of the month. That's how ours is. It's like it, it, it's metered, but they just charge you at the end of the month and like, okay, this is how much you use. That's how much you owe. Yeah, no, you get you get that as well. But no, out out here, most people just do prepaid electricity. You know, like you kind of buy as you go, especially considering we have like constant rolling blackouts. It's better that way, you mm -hmm. know, like if we were if we were getting charged like a, a flat rate or anything like that, it gets screwed over when we're getting like our two hour power cuts. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have flat rate. You still it's how much you use here as well. It's just mm -hmm. that they chart. They it's not prepaid. It's you postpaid, yeah. I guess, like after I, I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust my government like. <laughs> If, if that was the case, I feel like they'd be charging me even for the hours that they shut down my uh -huh. electricity, you know, yeah. when it's like Possibly. two or five hours a day. Don't Possibly. Um, but yeah, I just had to like, I just, I just had to quickly run out, go buy some, make sure that I put it in because uh, otherwise it was going to run out mid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this week, not a lot of big, big news, a lot of small news. Uh, the big thing is uh, Resident Evil Village has come out. Uh, some from the reviews that I'd seen, some positive stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm not sure if I'm getting it or not. It's weird because I'd watched uh, I watched the IGN review, and they were kind of like talking about how kind of different it was from previous Resident Evils in the sense of that it was more action oriented. You know, more in the they mentioned like Call of Duty vein uh, versus kind of the old school survival horror uh, kind of lineage of, of the franchise. And they, they, they kind of talked to criticize some certain things here and there. And so I was expecting like they were going to give it like a six or a seven, but they ended up giving it an eight, um, which I, I thought was interesting. I, you know, obviously I haven't played it, so I'm not judging, you know, uh, the actual game because I haven't played it, but it, I, when I saw that, I, I was like, oh, that's, I wonder, like, what about it is, like, makes it such a good game? Because right now, I think on Steam, they said it's, like, the highest concurrent uh, Resident Evil game they've ever had. So, apparently, people are enjoying it and liking it. And maybe maybe they like that transition from, from the survival horror, slower-paced thing to more of an action-heavy, you know, mow-down you know, uh, enemies left and right type of thing. Uh, what's your take on the Resident Evil Village kind of reception and, and launch? Uh, I was watching a lot of streams, like uh, day one streams of a lot of like streamers playing it. Uh, and it looks good. It's weird because watching it, like I wasn't, I don't think you get like, I'm, it's one of those games where I don't think you can get a very good sense of it just by watching mm -hmm. somebody play it or watching somebody stream it because there's nothing like that special about the game if I'm just watching it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I can tell that the people playing it are having a really good time. It seems like the kind of game you have to experience for yourself. Mm. People are saying it's very action-packed, you know what I mean? There's a, 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? In terms of like the monsters, if you will, there there's a lot of uh, really good like artistic choices and like characters that they've like just uh, created in general. So it looks fun. It looks exciting. It looks like something that uh, I need to get my hands on for sure. You know, <laughs> it's it's weird though because at the moment, uh, at the time of this game coming out, all I can think of is Returnal. <laughs> like. But then again, like that's that just comes to like uh, catered like uh, interest and stuff. Like I just I wish I was playing Returnal right now, uh, though the hype for this game is real. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 it seems like the kind of game where it's it's getting well received. Everyone likes it. I just mm -hmm. don't think I'm gonna get it anytime soon. You know. Sweet, here you uh, speaking of Returnal, obviously because it's it's an exclusive to the the PlayStation platform, PS5 specifically, so you're not going to get the wide range of, you know, people playing it. But in terms of, like, hype and buzz, I'm, I'm hearing a lot more about Returnal than I am about mm -hmm. uh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, maybe because Returnal is a brand-new franchise or whatnot, but just I'm just seeing a lot more talk and discussion about that game, despite it being a, a one, you know, one-platform exclusive yeah. game um i mean look there's there's definitely hype for sure but it's like not as much hype as what i was expecting which is weird like mm -hmm. it's well received the game's well received nobody's i haven't heard anybody put out a bad review of the game yet you know what i mean everybody's enjoying it but it's just i was expecting more people to be talking about it or i was expecting more videos on youtube or just you're talking about resident evil content. right yeah resident yeah, evil yeah, in general yeah. and it's like i was watching i watched corpse uh corpse husband stream it who was mm -hmm. one of the biggest growing YouTubers of 2020. And I mean, look, he still had quite, this is on YouTube, not Twitch, still had quite a large amount of people watching him live, but it was like 60,000 as mm -hmm. opposed to like the usual 200,000 or something, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like definitely a, a drop in viewership of people watching it. It just seems like one of those games where I don't think it's going to be a very popular game to make content out of or to stream, you know what I mean? There, like, is, um, on there is an online multiplayer component to it. I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, I saw some people playing the co-op. Yeah. Which uh, seemed a little confusing to me. Well, just from watching it, though. Yeah. Like, I wasn't too sure. Like, if... I just didn't know what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I guess people are talking about, uh, obviously, Lady... How do you pronounce her name? Dimitrescu? Yeah. La Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. Very tall. She's, uh, she's bay. very big. Yeah. <laughs> she was a hit before the game even came out. She was, like, already, yeah, like, a beloved people, character. People are loving her, man. People are loving her. Yeah, it's it's just it's great. It's one of those. It's one of the things where like, I feel like this game might get a VR ad adaption in the future. Yeah, um, I mean you you had that Resident Evil Four Seven as well. Yeah, Resident Evil Four got the VR ad adaptation um, recently. Mm. And Seven, yeah, Seven was really good in VR. So I feel like this would make a fairly good transition to VR in the future. Probably not anytime soon though, but mm. definitely in the future. Yeah, that might spark my interest more to check that out. So just when I was talking about the whole uh, Resident Evil Village on Steam, uh, the whole thing they said, they currently has a hundred uh, over 100,000 concurrent subscribers uh, or concurrent players, not subscribers. Um, you know, the previous record was Resident Evil 2 with 25,000. So that's a quite, quite a jump. Um, yeah, it's got a lot more survival aspects than I was expecting as well. In terms of like crafting and like killing animals for food and things like that, yeah. so it's got uh, more survival interest than I was expecting. Sorry, I was mistaken. It beat it by twenty five thousand. It was seventy five, about seventy five thousand for Resident Evil Two. So it's 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 which you know makes sense. Resident Evil Two was a you know 
a remake of a game, right? So you're not if you're not interested in playing that game over again, even though it's you know much improved, perhaps it's not as attractive as as uh, a brand new uh, installment of the franchise. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just you know one of the bigger games that has come out. This you know you had uh, Returnal last week and you have Resident Evil Village now, so we're starting to get because there's kind of a lull there, right? For for a moment in terms of like bigger games, um, and and now we're we're starting to see some more AAA titles come out for 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 the fans. It's interesting because I see here that they're actually saying, well, the uh, the 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 reviewer from IGN was saying that. Playing the game on standard difficulty, he felt like Resident Evil Seven was actually more difficult or more mm-hmm. challenging, which is uh, which which is interesting. I was I was expecting this game to be a bit more difficult because with well with Resident Evil Seven you, there's like there's combat but there's not much. You're just running away for the most part or hiding for the most part, you know, which makes it intense. So I sh- sure I guess that I guess it it is more difficult in the sense of like if you get caught by an enemy in Resident Evil Seven it, you're just instantly dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you can't run away, whereas in this game there's a lot more combat involved. You know what I mean? Gives you like a, you have a fighting mm-hmm. chance in this game. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, interesting that they said the difficulties uh, varied like that. Yeah, I, I I heard the you know some criticisms about like the the bosses being not quite as complex in terms of like okay it was more you know strafing and shooting you know what i mean like versus like actual strategy in terms of the way they attacked and whatnot and also even with the puzzles they said this puzzle were pretty straightforward and they kind of explained everything out versus like yeah. really really have to think about stuff um but yeah anyways uh may, i'll probably like see whenever you get it and see uh <laughs> what your take on it is it yeah, yeah. i don't know it's, it's it looks good like, in terms of visually yeah. it looks fantastic the game the game looks great from like just from every angle really it looks pretty good but i feel like it's missing something you know mm-hmm. and and it's at this point in time in the game i guess people would argue that that something is lady De, uh uh can never pronounce her name demescru demescru whatever the big lady the big big vampire lady like people are people you could argue that that is mm-hmm. the thing that makes this game stand out but look it's a good game but it doesn't seem like there's anything unique about it that makes you like that makes it stand out that mm-hmm. makes you want to go and play this mm-hmm. like this seems like the kind of game that people would rather play when they have the downtime you know they're not going to make the time to play this game they're going to play it when they have time so maybe Where they'll wait till it goes on sale and buy it and then uh that day's gone yeah, uh yeah. producer will start yelling at you for not buying start it full price again yeah. not buying it full price but yeah i definitely yeah i definitely want to try it out for myself see what i think about it um it just doesn't see it's not something that i'm like scrambling to play where know? returnal sounds like something is like you're very interested in, in Dude, getting I, your hands I literally, on literally I was looking at PS5 prices today, <laughs> and the cheapest one I could find, secondhand, because we obviously don't have stock, was that one was going for I want to say about five hundred and thirty dollars, mm-hmm. which is cheaper than the actual stock price of the PS5 in my country. The stock price of the PS5 I think is like seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like two hundred dollars more than anywhere else in the world, which is crazy. That's um, nuts. It's the import tax and stuff. It's so stupid. Like uh, we we just pay a lot in terms of. Uh, computer parts and hardware things like that uh how, however apparently that is no longer the case for cell phones because cell phone uh it's now been deemed a necessity it is a necessity 
exactly it just took them like 20 freaking years but now our cell phones aren't going to be overpriced like yeah. if you think like the new iphone is expensive dennis come to south africa it's they literally like throw on an extra 200 dollars. it's insane man god um but anyways yeah it seems uh i don't know it's fun i, don't, I think moving forward we're not going to hear much about this game like i think people are going to play it they're going to enjoy it but we're not like two weeks from now we're not going to be covering stories on resident Evil. yeah it, it doesn't you know, sound like it's going to be like any contender of the you know for yeah. game of the year or anything like that just like a good solid game that people are having fun with um all right mm-hmm. uh yeah. next up speaking of uh games you know that could be contenders for game of the year uh there was a poll uh on ign that had uh what people's most anticipated ps5 game was and the winner was horizon forbidden west i was a little surprised at it but then i looked at the choices and realized okay well god of war is not on there because god of war is not going to come out this year even though they were even though they say so (laughs) that yeah i we haven't seen anything about that um unless i haven't even heard any news about them like delaying it like i figured at this point in time in the year they would have at least said it made an announcement because if well here's the thing dennis we're going a little bit off the beaten path here but if they were to do god of war this year and most likely what i'm about to say they're going to do anyways but they're probably going to reuse a lot of resources it's still set in norse mythology we're going to probably see if the game comes out this year, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of like similar like looking boss fights and and monsters. You know, they're not going to be identical, but I'm sure we'll see things like combat patterns might be similar. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I just hope they I hope they don't take shortcuts. If the game comes out this year, I'm going to believe that they took shortcuts, and I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I'm I'm like one of the few people that like when games get delayed, I'm like, good. Yeah, like I'm like okay, they're gonna work on it. I mean, whatever. imagine if Cyberpunk wasn't delayed. I mean, yes, keep in mind people had a horrible experience, but I had a great experience. Yeah. Like I only had shader bugs, yeah. but if I had to play that game, actually, you know, you know what? No, that's a different situation because the PC, the PC version never really had too many issues. It was always a console issue. No, yeah, like there was a lot of like small bugs that kind of took you out of the immersion of the game in Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. on PC, but there was never like game breaking yeah yeah. i had like one one thing that made me have to restart and that was it so not Mm -hmm. not not a big deal um but yeah horizon forbidden west most anticipated game um and then you know there's other games this remember this is ps5 so you got ratchet and clank you know death loop ghostwire tokyo kenna bridge of spirits so it's like you know you're not throwing in you know, obviously not throwing in like Halo Infinite or anything like that. Uh, I, I just thought maybe it would have been God of War, but yeah. I, I mean, sure I would argue that this is just probably one of the most anticipated console games. Mm-hmm. You know, just going, I would go, I would go so far as to say that, including Xbox. Uh, even with like the delays of Halo, and there is still a lot of hype for Halo. There's still a mm-hmm. lot of want and need for Halo, even with the delays. But I think that people are way more hyped for this. Even, I'm sure there's probably like, Considering the game's on PC now, there's got to be, like, Xbox players sitting there going, ah, I wish I could play this game, you know? But instead, they're going to have to wait three years, for like, three years for it to come on PC. Well, they can play Days Gone soon, right? Because they're, they're going to have that PC version come out. Yeah. Or is it out yet? I can't remember. Just because... I, no, I got no clue. But Days yeah, I, this, was like a, this, was a no, this was a no-brainer for me. Like, there's so much hype for this game, and it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Like there's, 
I can't see them doing anything bad with the game. Mm-hmm. I can't see them breaking the game. I can't see them ruining the game. As lo- like, honestly, all they need to do is give us the exact same version of the previous game, but with a new story, and people will be happy. Like, give us a couple new monsters, give us the exact same mechanics, and uh, give us the this like the continuation of the story, and people will be happy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Hopefully, I can get a PS5 before then because I do not want to wait for it to come on PC, which it will get to PC, but it's gonna be yeah, like, it's, it's gonna be a while. Another, like, yeah, two year wait kind of thing, you know. Yeah, Days Gone has not come out yet for PC, but it's coming soon. So it seems like this like strategy for Sony, which is like yeah, still making money on the PC for the people who who really are PC only or Xbox and want to play their games but don't want to buy a PS for ps5 or whatever so it's interesting um all right uh let's move on to the next thing we've got uh mass effect legendary edition is also coming out soon they talked about the frame rates and everything obviously they said on the pc you can go get up to 240 frames per second if you have a killer rig um but if you have the the screen to match it yeah. You know, people always forget that. They're like, oh, my PC can do 144 frames. I'm like, yeah, but can your screen? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. a lot, a lot can do what, 120 now? A lot, a lot of yeah. computers are about... like most, well, most, yeah, most like standard gaming monitors are about 144 hertz. Yeah. You do have a couple that are 244. Those are like the more high end. Um, Alienware does a couple really good monitors, but they're so expensive, but they look so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have uh, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X being able to handle 60 frames per second in 4K. Um, and then interesting on in the frame rate preferred instead of quality preference, the Xbox Series X can do 120 at 1440p, not at 4K. Uh, but the PlayStation cannot. They don't have that option. Hmm. Which is interesting. Um, well, uh, while we're at it, we didn't mention it here, but uh, the Legendary Edition is going to have a day one patch. The day one patch is bigger than Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 put together. The original Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, I might add. Not the remastered. Yeah. But yeah, the day one, pa- the day one patch is going to be bigger than Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 combined, I believe. Man, I don't know how... Uh... These games would have existed in the old school model of of where you actually had when the game went gold, it literally had to go to get you know printed. You know what I mean? There's no patch. There's yeah. no. I mean, there was patches. It was you had to. You had to go get, buy the new version. Or something. Yeah, they would give you a C. You had to buy a CD or DVD, and that uh, would help you an patch. Awkward transition stage with the PS3 Xbox 360 era, where it was like not everybody had like good internet and yeah. like good Wi-Fi. So whenever they had to like update their PlayStation or update their Xbox, at least out here in South Africa, you would actually have to go with your flash drive. You have to go to your local GameStop and get them to like update the software on the flash drive for you, and then you take it home yeah. just to update, like update your firmware or whatever. Like yeah. that was such an awkward time, man. Or they would like give you the discs. Use the latest mm-hmm. like uh, PlayStation OS. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, you know, it's actually one of my favorite franchises and it's cool that they're having this uh, upgraded, remastered version that, you know, is obviously going to have better graphics. And, you know, I, that's this is a game that I'm thinking about getting a remake, 
uh, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, they were all, I think all three of them were on two generations ago. So it was, all, they were all on the Xbox 360. Yeah, I was uh, going to say PS, the PS3 era is when they, that's when Mass Effect 3 came out. Yeah. So now we, you know, we're and Mass, Effect, and Mass Effect 2 is also on the PS3, I think. Yeah. Could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to get this as well because here's the thing, like oddly enough, out of all the games, I never ever properly played Mass Effect 1. I started on Mass Effect 2 because oh. that's the one that caught my eye. Played the entirety of Mass Effect 2. Uh, got into Mass Effect 3. Loved Mass Effect 3. Never finished Mass Effect 3 because it is huge. <laughs> it's a big game. <laughs> Mass Effect 3 is a big game. Um, so I'm looking forward to like actually starting the trilogy and ending the trilogy properly. I'm probably going to skip the remake of of Mass Effect 2 because that's the one that I remember right. the entirety of. You know what I mean? Well, so I'm probably maybe just maybe, maybe you'll like playing one so much you'll you'll just play two. It was a smooth transition, yeah. Maybe maybe. Because remember, there's yeah, a lot of new new that. new characters and storylines. Well, I guess if you remember, then it's fine. But like yeah. a lot of new uh, yeah, characters and storylines. You're right. Yeah. There's also the issue of like, well, here's what I'm looking forward to for for those of you who haven't ever played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 uh, and have played Mass Effect Andromeda. This will be a nice new door for you because Mass Effect Andromeda was horrible. We don't talk about that. But the point is, um, I don't think that I wonder if they'll have updated Mass Effect 1 and 2 to have this function as well, because Mass Effect 3 had a function where it was called the story mode function, where there was basically almost no combat. And you were just kind of like moving through the game, just doing the story decision, just doing dialogue choices, almost like a telltale game. Like the uh, the, the combat was incredibly watered down. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like, yes, it's uh, the average everyday gamer is going to hate that. But for like people that aren't the average everyday gamer, oh. that's going to be great. Like I know my, like I'm going to get my dad to play it. He's going to love it. Like uh, that, the, the story mode on Mass Effect 3 is like, anybody can play it. Like a child, a, a monkey. If you give him. A well, monkey. remember, uh, Jedi Fallen Order had a similar mode. It was like the story mode or whatever. It was like combat was yeah. super easy, and you just you had your like um, what was it? Your parry was basically you had the infinite parry time yeah. on story mode. You know, you could like you could literally dodge like a minute later and still get off with the dodge somehow. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting with the the PS5 though. It's up to sixty frames per second at four K in favor quality. But up to 60 frames per second at 1440p in favor of frame rate. I guess that just means it's more consistent in terms of 60 FPS and you get higher, but you're not jumping up. Where on the Xbox Series X, like more locked in. Where Xbox Series X, you're getting that jump up to 120 on, yeah, on the 1440p. Yeah, that's actually crazy to consider. Yeah. Like, I guess the I guess the Series X, like, well, they have like. I, I don't know the gist of it, but people are saying that the Series X does have the PS5 beat, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, slightly in terms of power. And I guess this is where we see it, you know what I mean? This is like, but this is where you're going to see, this is a noticeable difference. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a small difference like that, like a whole 60, a whole extra 60 FPS. That's a big noticeable difference, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not in graphics quality, but you're going to notice that the difference between 60 FPS and 120 FPS, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely... It comes out uh, on May 14th, which is a week from now. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, I usually, like, I don't have to get super high for... I like 
you know, a good frame rate, but 60 FPS is usually good enough for me. So if I'm getting 4K at 60 FPS, I, that's something I'd probably do instead of 1440 over 60 FPS. Um, I can't believe that the PS5 is basically matching the Xbox Series S. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me, dude. I not mean, like, not, not like, in the 4K, but on the 1440. But on the 14K. Yeah. But if you don't have a 4K TV, then the Xbox Series S is going to be the best way to go, apparently. Nice. Like, it's the, well, the cheaper option, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next thing. We've got uh, the report of Epic paid, uh, you know, because Apple and Epic. It's it's funny, this Apple versus Epic games trial is, like, all this, like, information, leaked information. It's just released from, internal. Yeah, so much juicy There was, like, yeah, yeah, there, look, this isn't the subject, uh, but on a side note, one of the things that was leaked that Microsoft had internal documents that like praised last of us part two saying that it was like, you know, uh, like a rare game that where art meets, um, entertainment at like the highest levels or something basically. And like, people are like, Ooh, look, Microsoft likes, you know, is praising last of us part two. It's like big deal that, you know, people are, you know, gamers and realistic at, you know, they don't have to be, die- even people working at Microsoft don't have to be diehard Xbox, you know, uh, fanboys to appreciate uh, another console's exclusive games. You know what I mean? So anyways, that was one of the things that came out. But another thing that came out was that uh, Epic paid $146 million to get Borderlands 3 as a timed exclusive for six months um, just to, you know, get people onto their... Yeah. their their platform versus versus I, Steam. I wonder how much of like a profit they made because they it says here that they like rec- they they obviously re- recouped the minimum recouped sorry recouped. Anyways, they got they got 80 million back within two weeks so within two weeks they got yeah. they got more than half their money back you mm-hmm. know what i mean but um in the long run i wonder if it was worth the profit for them it's funny that this because this information now kind of tells us that we'd like had a different story painted in our mind about how this deal went down because initially like i remember like most gaming journalists were talking about how the reason this is happening is because of the uh the cut epic's taking a much smaller Uh cut you know i had like i had no idea that they were giving an advanced payment you know nobody had any clue that they were giving an advanced payment uh, for borderlands 3. I, i assumed it was like a neutral agreement where um gearbox was like you know what yeah we don't we don't like that 30 percent cut so we'll we'll take the 12 percent and go with you epic like that's what it kind of that's what they made it look like you know what yeah. i mean like a year ago when this happened or two years ago when it happened whereas now we're like oh no they straight up were like hey look we know you don't want to take that risk so here's 140 million dollars so that you can know for a fact like you guys will sell the game at least you know what i mean well this ties uh, into our next thing uh which is microsoft one remember we talked i think last week we talked about the game store the, the official you know uh microsoft uh store was going to give devs 88% to 12, you know, uh, 12% taking themselves to encourage more, uh, developers to kind of push the, the, the Microsoft store. Um, there's kind of internal documents saying that that's kind of what they want to do for Xbox as well, which this hasn't happened yet. And when they asked about it, they're like, no, there's no plans, but internally there are documents that said, that's what they want to do. It's like basically encouraging. So the developers aren't so rushed to like 
make exclusives or timed exclusives for the PlayStation. Because if you're, you know, you're getting a bigger cut of it, you're like, huh, well, maybe we don't, maybe we don't sell as many on the Xbox as we do the PlayStation, but we're getting a bigger cut. I mean, that's 18%. That's, you know, that's, that's a good amount, you know, 18% more. They're going. They're going from seventy percent to eighty-eight percent of the revenue. You know, that's a big jump. Yeah. Like also, you like I would sleep a hell of a lot better at night knowing that I'm making eighty-eight percent of the money I should be making. You know, like it's it's always it's always tricky going to bed at night thinking like ah thirty percent of all the money I make is gone. You know, yeah. and then also you know fifty percent in taxes because you're making that much money and I don't know. There's got to be a it's yeah. So it's just a mental thing where people are going to be happy with that. I know yeah. we kind of covered this last week because I think it was. The Microsoft, it was specifically the Microsoft Store, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't related to Xbox yet. It was just like the yeah. Microsoft Store on PC was yeah. going to have this. Um, so it seems like it'll be following into Xbox as well. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, they haven't said they were going to do it yet, you know, but that's kind of seems like the plan. They already did that with the store and see, see how that works. And then maybe they're waiting to see how, because uh, I think they're going to do that on August 1st of this year and see how that goes. And then maybe they'll do that for for the actual game store. They'll see maybe will developers actually start pushing the Xbox versions versus that. Anyways, this is all tied rather, in with rather, uh, rather than fighting for exclusives, it's kind of inviting them to get more exclusives as well. If you think about it, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. or at least focusing promotion or marketing towards that mm-hmm. version of the Xbox version or, or PC version. This all I mean, ties it. But, but like you said, it's like, they're focusing on game pass anyway. So like yeah. at the end of the day, do they really care about this? Like, like they're, they're not really too bothered about their 30% dropping to like 12 sorry dropping to 12 percent because they're more worried about their uh subscriptions you know yeah yeah um so anyways the all of this the reason why this epic thing with the borderlands 3 and this uh, this microsoft store thing are all combined uh uh all related is because steam is such a juggernaut that mm-hmm. that people and even though this is like an apple versus epic um thing but apple is also you know, doing that 70, 30 split type of thing. Um, it's all trying to fight against this like 70, 30 split, especially in like a very, you know, you know, it's the, for the courts to decide whether it's a monopoly or not. But in some people's eyes, let's say a monopoly on steam or a monopoly on the Apple store or whatever, where they're controlling all this stuff. And then, you know, kind of, getting away taking this larger share than some people believe is what they deserve you know and so yeah well i mean with steam there's no there's no real monopoly with steam but with apple the monopoly lies within they own the cell phone and the store on the cell phone like steam would have a monopoly if they owned microsoft or if they yeah yeah like the pc itself because there's nothing stopping you from yeah yeah this yeah the steam one's a little harder to prove it's just more of market share of what they have but you're right there's nothing that's preventing you to go let's say we're talking about the epic store there's nothing preventing them to for consumers to go there and buy games there you know what i mean whereas on iphone there's a lot of things preventing you from going anywhere else so it's going to be interesting to see how this develops especially for the developers and yeah, it seems like this is more of like a kick against Apple than Steam itself. Like they're definitely thinking of Steam in mind, but mm-hmm. I think especially moving forward with their 
xCloud game with like the xCloud gaming, the streaming service and the subscription services. Like I said, mm -hmm. they're not too they're not too worried about revenue stuff. They're going to be more worried about getting their xCloud to perform on Apple without having to like pay Apple a ridiculous amount of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, so it's, de it's definitely like a thing where I like at the end of the day, I see this as more of them. The company's kind of like not it's not like they've all decided secretly, hey, let's all mm -hmm. do this because screw Apple. It's like they're following suit. They're like, hey, this is a smart idea. This is probably one of the only ways we can actually fight this huge conglomerate. Because at the end of the day, whether it's proven to be a monopoly or not, there's still going to be a conglomerate. There's still going to be like a huge tech king. You know what I mean? So the only way that they can, like you can compete with that is when people start following along, following suit like this. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anybody else that would else like, I mean, it's like, like now that Microsoft has done it and you got Epic doing it, like, I guess, I guess so if Sony will, if Sony follows suit, I can't think of any other people that could do it or like who else is in that mm -hmm. sphere of like that within that market. I can't think of anything, anybody else. Yeah. That would, like, or at least go to an 80, 20 yeah. model, right? Maybe 88, 12 yeah. is like too much, but like an 80, 20. Okay. That's 10%. Yeah. You, you know, steam has an 80, 20, but then you have to have sold, I think 10 million copies. <laughs> that's very few. Yeah. Oh, that's very few games. Yeah. So only after you've sold 10 million copies will Steam be like, hey, you know what? Instead of taking 30%, we'll take 20%, yeah, yeah. which is still more than Epic yeah. and more than Microsoft. Yeah. But you've earned it because you sold 10 million games. Yeah, and I don't know if that's <laughs> tiered or not, too. That might just mean they still take the 30% uh, 30 off of the first 10 million, and then after 10 million, they take the I 20. think it is tiered because it's yeah. like at 5 million, you get 25%. Yeah. At 5 million, it's 25%. So you're still giving up a lot. You're still yeah. giving up a lot. It's just once you pass whatever, you get a bigger cut, which whatever. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, looks like PlayStation has, has made a minority investment, a minority shareholder in Discord, which is interesting because remember, Microsoft was very interested in buying Discord outright. Uh, and Discord was kind of more interested in going public. They dismissed uh, Microsoft's uh, kind of advances, but now PlayStation has bought a minority share in there. So it's, um, yeah. I'm kind really, little, really happy about this. Kind of a like, change um, in direction here. Yeah. I kind of called it though. Like, I don't know if you remember the conversation we had about the UI, the mm -hmm. PlayStation 5 UI, when they like, when I think it was last year when they, when they like when they announced like the full lineup of what the full the full PS5 bundle was going to look mm -hmm. like and how sexy it looked and all of that, they um they showed off the UI and their new party system. And I remember when I remember looking at that and I said, "Hey, this kind of looks like them trying to create something similar to Discord, which is these micro communities that you can mm -hmm. manage. You know, where it's like you and your friend can you can stream a game to your friend and your friend can watch it while playing a different game. You know what I mean? Like, which is like everything that they that the ps5s any everything that the ps5's new party system can do discord can do so i was like moving forward it just made sense to me i was like look either they're gonna have to really fight the, like discord and they're gonna have to use the, the the ps5 party system and release an app on pc because at the end of the day people don't use the console party systems because because most games are cross-play and if they're mm -hmm. playing a cross-play game they they're not going to be you can't use the ps5 party if you're playing like somebody on pc you know um moving forward i figured what they would have done is they would have made their own app like discord that's what i thought they would have done mm -hmm. but now that i see this news it makes sense that they take a stake in discord 
and they integrate the two together because I play like a lot of the times I'm playing games with like my friends on PS4 and PS5, but we have to talk to each other in game and the in game audio is always trash and there's way less that you can do. So I'm really excited about this. Um, it's I think it's going to be a I think it is going to be a little bit sad that it seems like it might be a, a Sony and PC exclusive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Discord comes to it, because I don't see Discord coming to micro uh, to Microsoft after this, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. Actually, I think I would have had I would have liked to have seen Discord go public and then somehow integrate themselves into both consoles. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah that was enough. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But good for PlayStation, man. I think this is going to be great moving forward with crossplay, and it's just like it opens up a whole new like. It's sad because when I moved to PC gaming, I had to like I haven't spoken to some of my like friends on playstation in over a year now dennis Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like we just don't play the same games anymore we're not in the same system so it's going to be like nice moving forward where we i can now interact again with all my friends on on playstation Mm -hmm. you know while sitting in the comfort of my like computer you know Mm -hmm. like i can stream stuff and show them that or we can talk more they can show me their gameplay i can comment on it um i think it's i think it's i think this is really good like this is really good for the community in terms of like the financial side of things, I have no idea what it means. I have no idea what it means for Discord. I mean, obviously, it's good for Sony. I have no idea if this is going to be good or bad for Discord in the future in terms of their like shares and like what they look like if they ever, if they ever go public as a company. I don't know any of that kind of stuff, but I do know that in terms of the gaming community, this is a good. This is like mm-hmm. a win, like yeah. definitely a positive step in the right direction. Cool. Um, all right, next little big piece of news we have Google's uh, Stadia, the head of product. Uh, left, uh, John Justice. I mean, um, yeah, in a statement, they said, we confirm John is no longer with Google and we wish him well on his next step. Uh, I, I feel like this and is... It's, it's tragic news. It's right after they added the search bar? Yeah. How could how could they do this? Right after they added the search bar. This, this <laughs> sounds a lot like... Um, who was that guy who was uh, working like... Uh, Oh. on avengers and then like went oh, yeah. back went back to naughty dog you know what i mean it's like you know d- yeah jumping off uh the, uh jump off the sinking ship or whatever i was gonna say rats but they're not rats i'm not, there's nothing wrong with these people leaving yeah. or whatever no they're smart uh, they're just yeah. they're they're just smart you know they're nobody's nobody's gonna stay on a sinking ship all right yeah. nobody's like you like you don't have to go down with your ship you know we're not pirates I mean, I, I honestly, I just don't understand how a Google Stadia can compete again. Playing and having um, Game Pass Ultimate, so that I have mm-hmm. it on PC and Xbox. And I'm, I'm not even a person who fully takes advantage of it. I mean, if I was about uh, 20, 15 years younger or whatever, I'd be like, oh, this thing would be like a godsend. You know, I'd be it, playing this it, thing it all would be day. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine this if when I was younger, if this actually existed. And this exists it's, for young people today. It's like crazy, like how much good stuff you can play for. I, I agree. If, if I was a teenager and I had an Xbox... Well, even if I was in college, man, yeah, God. True, yeah. If, yeah, just if I had an... If I had any, either the new... If I had the Xbox Series X or the Series S, doesn't even have to be the newest one, you know what I mean? Doesn't... Uh, Either way, like it, it's just a win. Like I tell people all the time on a lot. I see I'm on a lot of tech forums. I'm on I'm on a lot of gaming forums, and I always see parents asking, "Hey, I want to get a console for my kid." You know, 
sometimes they're like, hey, I want to get a PC for my kid. And that leads to a very intricate conversation about yeah. people yelling at each other about but about Bitcoin miners and why you'll never get a graphics card. And it's like, OK, cool. Just buy a pre-built PC. <laughs> but anyways, like in terms of the console, I will always even though I want a PS5, yeah. I will always tell any parent out there, get your kid an Xbox. It is the most affordable gaming situation you can ever get for your kid. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, if your kid is not dead set on, like, <coughs> I have to play God of War, I have to play Horizon Forbidden Dawn, I have to play Ghost of Tsushima, which I, there are plenty of good reasons to get a, a PS4, or PS5, or whatever. I'm yeah. not saying it's not, but I'm saying if they're not already, like, uh, connected and, like, emotionally invested into those franchises, then if everything, all, all things being equal, you're just going to get your money's worth in terms of of the amount of games you can play like you can debate yeah. quality and all you want but then again you know microsoft just bought bethesda so i'm telling you Look, i'm telling you starfield starfield is going to be exclusive i think they may have confirmed that I, actually yeah there's been a lot of rumblings i think it's a new franchise there's no reason to go cross pl platform with it you don't they have i mean you're not pissing off i mean you could you can quote unquote piss people off obviously people pissed off anything right but starfield being on microsoft exclusive is the same as god of war being a ps exclusive it, it never was on you know it never was an existing franchise that you're taking away from someone else. Now, exactly, yeah. You know, uh, Elder Scrolls, that's a whole different story and whatnot. And you want to talk about Fallout, that's a whole different story. Those still could be exclusive to PC slash Xbox. Who knows? But I believe Starfield will be will be exclusive because there's no yeah. real point. There's no real point. Uh, anyways, so yeah, the the value proposition for for an Xbox is you know. And like I said, especially if you live in America, because in America you have the the monthly payment option plan. Remember the yeah. like Xbox has that amazing monthly up, uh, payment option where you can you get Xbox you get Game Pass Ultimate, but for like an extra five bucks you get Game Pass Ultimate and you're paying off an Xbox Series One S over the course of like a year or something. It's just it's such a good deal if you're living in America. Mm -hmm. And you are gaming on a budget. That is your. That is the best possible option for you to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to this. Is the last thing I think I have, uh, which is uh, Conrad Tamalskevich. Yeah, that's kind of sad, actually. The director of The Witcher Three has resigned because uh, he faced uh, workplace bully allegations. He just denies it. But he uh, decided to resign. They kind of they investigated him and they found him not guilty, but he still left because there was still kind of tension between him and and who he's yeah. working for. Which, you know, it's one of those things where like, okay, well, even if he quote unquote is not guilty, if if those the, people uh, don't the workplace has changed, you know, yeah, I mean? and and then your job, like if your if your job is to tell people to do X, Y, and Z, and they're not doing it, and they have resentment towards you, then then it's you know uh, a, a bit tough. So he's taking, you know, this is not limited to this industry. Obviously, you know, you and me work in the entertainment industry, and you know, a lot of things like this happen. You know, it's it's always hard to say because we're not there. We're not working there. We don't know. I don't know the exact details of what was accused and what would people are saying he was doing. I mean, was he, you know, 
you know, I'll probably get, you know, in trouble for, for saying this, but I, I am older. So I don't know if people are being a little too sensitive. Maybe I'm not, maybe they, they aren't being sensitive, but I'm just, I noticed like some of the younger generation, a bit more sensitive to things than, than when I, you know, was in the workplace. Like, uh, let's just say there's stuff that I've endured while I've worked that maybe weren't right, but just, you know, uh, but I just don't know if they were things that that could technically be worth you know, someone getting fired. Over yeah, something. something like that. It's like one of those things where like uh, it's, a, it's a very gray area. Some some things are black and white. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that yeah. because I don't know the details of this stuff. Um, this is like also treading on it's like treading on like dangerous ground here. But we live in a society where oh, I don't want to say this, but it's like there is definitely a glorification of vict of being a victim you yeah. know what i mean and mm. there's definitely i would like look and like that doesn't you get some there's some horrible people like horrible like victims out there who have suffered horrible things but when you're like in terms of this it's one of those things where when people complain about this in the workplace they know they're the one that's going to get favored you know what mm. i mean and i and i see this a lot in the time in the workplace where people are like you shouldn't treat people like this you should look like Hate speech is like hate speech. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't do that. There, there are certain things you cannot say and do. But if I'm in a work situation and I'm working with somebody who is doing an, who's doing idiotic things, I'm going to call him an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like plain and simple. Like, it's one of those things where people are like, yeah, but it, it, hurt, it hurt his feelings. I'm like, well, then he shouldn't have been an idiot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you want from me. Like, hot take. But like, sometimes when people get shit on in, in a workplace, it's because you messed up. You know what I mean? Like, like, or you're doing like stupid things. And it's, it's one of those things where it's also the way we were raised where it's like people, I don't think kids were punished enough for like wrong. Like, I mean, you, like you, you, you punish kids when they do bad things, but it's like when they do like things that aren't that bad, it's like a slap on the wrist. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. Like that's, this is like a whole Joe Rogan experience <laughs> podcast discussion over here, but it's one of those things where I completely agree with you. It's like, who, well, then again, we weren't there. We act. We weren't there, so we can't. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to take a separate no, from this no, case because I don't know the details. And yeah. like I said, I'm it's just like said it in general. At the end of the day, what it really boils down to in this situation is, regardless of what happened, people are no longer comfortable in the work situation, mm -hmm. and that is not a productive setting for mm -hmm. work. You know, like they're not going to be producing anything of quality. Or like maybe not gonna be producing things as well in terms of quality or quantity, but yeah, like you, you can't work like that. Even if like you, if you feel like your boss is bullying you and he's really not, at the end of the day, if you still feel like you're getting bullied, that's gonna affect your work ethic and your work and your workflow, you know. Mm -hmm. And also, you shouldn't feel like you're getting bullied. But that just that just means it's a communication issue. Mm. There's never proper communication or open dialogue between like work like uh, in workplaces. There's never really an open line of dialogue, you know. And HR does the best that HR can, but you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. All Just... I know is the, 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 the adult world is, it's not black and white. It's very gray. People seem to forget that, you know? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, at least my experience seeing people are a lot more sensitive than they were before where like, uh, you can't even say anything with like a harsh tone anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It just, it just seems... A, 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 yeah. It's a good and bad thing. It's weird. Yeah. Like, here's, like, at the end of it, it's also a can, kind of cancel culture because my thoughts on cancel culture is, like, 
I think cancel culture is toxic. Mm -hmm. But then people say, well, do you believe that this person shouldn't have been canceled? And they'll like list all the things they did. And I say, no, they should go to jail because they committed a crime. <laughs> There's like, they, they don't deserve, like half the people they're like, oh, so you're saying this person doesn't deserve to get canceled. Like, no, they should go to jail. Like if someone, if someone breaks the law, you, you call the authorities, you don't make a YouTube drama video about it. Like that's, that, that's what boggles my brain is half these people we're doing this whole cancel culture thing. I'm like, they're just cloud chasing. If you really, if someone did something truly wrong, you go to the authorities. That's what you do. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Like there's a, I guess this is actually gaming rela related, so we can talk about it. But one of my favorite streamers, uh, he's a Chinese streamer. Mm -hmm. um, actually reminds me a lot of you, Dennis, just because mm -hmm. you're like, um, your guy, the way you guys talk, his name is a, a Disguised Toast. And he had mm -hmm. to do like this whole, apology slash not apology thing because of his old behavior because i think he used to say the r word um you know with refers to like mentally ill people like but back in like 10 years ago but uh people were going around trying to cancel him and he's the nicest person in the world mm -hmm. like he's one of the nicest funniest people in the world he also like his apology statement was essentially like sorry but this is just my sense of humor i'm probably gonna continue to say stuff like this in the future so just don't watch me you know, that got backlash, but it's like, that's the best way you could have handled it, which is mm -hmm. true, you know? It's like, if you don't like the things I say, don't watch me. No one's forcing you to watch me, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, very a interesting. A little off the track, but yeah. It's, yeah, so it's a, it, it's a delicate it area, very gray. Like I said, don't know the details about this, but uh, yeah, in general, it's something the entertainment yeah. industry was, you know, uh, very infamous for. Um, it seems like things are are going the other way. It's just the question whether or not uh, they're go they're going to go too far or not. So we'll see. Um, all right, uh, I think that's it on uh, my end. Do you have any uh, small pieces of news? Um, yeah, uh, there's so, speaking of. So there's a this is not gaming related. I just think it's funny. Um, well, it's not funny. I suppose it's just fun news, which is that there's a there's a there's a massive Chinese rocket that could soon be making an uncontrolled plummet back to Earth. Um, like yeah, it's basically it, it's it's basically in a low orbit, and at any point in time, it can descend and crash land anywhere on the Earth. And that's a very misleading title because apparently, like ninety percent of it's going to burn up on like reentry. So nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nothing. No one's going to get hurt, basically. But it's, it's still cool. I don't know. Depending on any, who knows, at any point in time, right now, anywhere in the world, someone could be looking out their window and seeing, you know, a rocket disintegrating in front, like as it re-enters into the atmosphere. Uh, could be quite cool. But yeah, other than that, not much. Uh, not much news. A lot of TV, t TV news. A lot of movie news. Uh, got like um, the uh, the the release date for Burning Crusade or uh, World of Warcraft Burning Crusade, which is uh, June the first, twenty twenty one. Um, but that's about it. Um, other than that, yeah, I haven't like I've just been playing Valorant. Um, and wishing I had a PS5 oh, to did play did you get uh, my uh, message? My, my yeah, uh, I, I saw that. It looks that, interesting. It, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick before we sign off. I sent you this. Uh, there's a VR game that's coming out. Is basically, you know, already we have Population One, which is a uh, very popular you know, a battle Royale game very well, on a uh, well. VR game, you know, and there there's a new one, not from the same people, but from a different group, um, impulse gear called, 
not not a fan of the name, but the gameplay looks really cool. Obviously, it's PC. This is the PC graphics, but I'm expecting the Quest Two to be pretty good because Quest Two is definitely a, a a big upgrade from the Quest One. But anyway, it's called Larsenauts, and it's a hero shooter. It's you know less battle royale, more Valorant, Overwatch, Apex mm. Legends all together. Yeah, uh, but I'd you say saw it's more. It's it's definitely more Overwatch than anything else, though. Yeah. In terms of like in terms of gameplay, like because you're like you're jump like you're you have a lot of movement. Yeah. That's uh because I was reading into it and like a lot of the people say relating it to Valorant, I was like, well, the fact that you have that much movement already makes it completely different from Valorant. Like mm-hmm. it takes the whole tactical shooter element out of it. I would say the guns are very similar to Valorant. Like mm-hmm. the guns, like the the gun mechanics, the way they shoot, is very similar. But uh, you're, it doesn't look you're not gonna have any penalties for uh moving while shooting mm-hmm. like in valorant if you if i run if i literally run at you at point blank dennis with a, with an assault rifle and i'm running straight at you and i'm holding down the shoot button mm-hmm. i guarantee you 90 percent of my bullets will miss mm-hmm. even though in real life you'd be dead you know what i mean but in valorant 90 percent of your bullets will just go everywhere except in front of you because the penalty for moving and shooting is it's your spread is intense uh the mm-hmm. game does look fun it looks like I said, it definitely looks more like Apex uh, Overwatch related. Mm-hmm. Looks really fun. It kind of it does have some similarities to Population One in terms of like the way it looks. You know what I mean? But I think that that's a, uh, a gonna, choice for yeah. Pro- that's like a processing choice. You know? To, yeah. Like, make the easier. Well, yeah, they're trying to make it so it's it's much more playable on mm-hmm. the Quest and the Quest Two, where it's like the graphics aren't you know can't be as intensive, but it's definitely. Where Population 1 was kind of a very, uh, you know, what's the word for it? Basic. This one has a more cartoony style mm. to it. Like I said, much much more like Overwatch or Valorant style. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's it, it, like, a lot of strategy involved as well. As I was watching it, like, like once again, like, when I think, like, uh, the Valorant element is more so the strategy. Like, you're... There's no tactical shooting involved in this game because you're all over the place. But the aspect of like you can put a shield around your enemy as they cross over, mm-hmm. or you can put on armor, or you have an but like a, the way the way you uh, you team up and use your abilities together as a team. There's a lot of room for strategy. Like, and I see I see this game doing really well. You know, if the if every single person had a VR headset the way that every single person has a console, mm-hmm. this game I think would blow up and everyone would be talking about it. But um, it's yeah. definitely gonna it's gonna blow up in the VR scene. I just like yeah, um, I, th- I think people should you know I yeah. mean hopefully with people getting more and more VR, especially with the Quest Two, is like VR first person shooters and VR battle royales. Yes, it's the same concept as what you're playing, you know, on your console or your PC, but it, the experience is totally different. Because remember, yeah. you are not firing. There is no like where the reticule. Yeah in the middle yeah, and you're no moving your body sight. yeah well there's aim down sights but it's like realistic yeah, like real a real down sight yeah yeah so the it's how do i say well, yeah yes it's twitch reaction but it's more than that because you your eye hand coordination is different you you physically have to yeah. move it's also like spatial and uh, spatial awareness yeah there is like you can literally be flying you can be jumping through the air and you can be shooting behind you. You don't have to look behind you. You can yeah. just point behind you and click. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can't do that in a game that isn't VR. There's no option for you to yeah. it's shoot a, behind you without yeah. looking. Yeah, until you, know? you actually do it, you won't. That's why, like, Half-Life Alex to me, is still the... I mean, it's for many reasons, but it is the pinnacle 
at least so far of VR gaming to me because it just captures what VR can be while blending all the like the narrative and the story and the gameplay all together. But anyways, yeah, just the game I'm looking forward to and want to see, you know, how, how big that gets as well. So, um, yeah, that's about it. I, you know, been playing. We've been working pretty, on yeah, pretty, pretty we're slow been, week, like you said. Yeah. Speaking of VR, we've been working on our uh, basketball VR game. We're finalizing our 1v1 ai we added um uh ai for the three-point contest and horse and kind of the big one that we've been really working on is is the 1v1 ai that's going to come out soon so i think uh a lot of people have fun with that that's going to be awesome the 1v1 ai yeah i think that's going to be really cool so all right guys uh that's it for this episode uh post your comments down below subscribe to this channel that's youtube.com slash revog you can follow me on twitter at think here our instagram dennis.tzng and josh where can people can find you you guys can find me on twitch at josh underscore toki that's t-o-k-i and also join our discord channel we have the links below and until next time i'll see you guys later see you later